Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. What's up, everybody? Welcome in to NASCAR Coast to Coast presented by Wheelin Engineering on the road and in the air and around the world. Wheelin is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard and trusted to perform. It is September already, Kyle, mid-September, and we're talking championships. We've got big races on the docket. Of course, some big races already that have happened in the last week. We've had drama in the NASCAR Cup Series between teammates. We had ARCA, first-time winner. We had so much to talk about, and of course, we have a first-timer making a Truck Series debut this weekend out at Bristol, where you are right now, or just outside of Bristol, in Carson Quapple. He's joining me on the show in a little bit. So lots to get to, but K-Rick, how was your week at Stafford? And it seems like you've had a little bit of some travel issues already today going to Bristol. What's going on? Yeah, well, uh, you mentioned that you will talk to to Quapple here in just a few moments. And unfortunately, uh, I was dealing with travel issues when that interview took place, but we're good now uh, here at the Bristol Motor Speedway, except for a doubleheader. Uh, Thursday night uh, for the Motor Racing Network, the Arca Menard Series, the Arca East Series will crown a champion. Uh, you talked about Stafford or asked about Stafford. Mother Nature has not been kind to Stafford as it has rained in the Northeast for uh, every day for the, about the last week or so since last Thursday. So we have not uh, not run, but we still have the big Napa Fall Final coming up here next weekend. So uh, we'll still a lot of racing to go, but Mother Nature has not helped us here in 2023. Plenty of time for Kyle to hit Mohegan Sun, so he, at least he's not bored. So good for him. Right. Good stuff, Kyle. All right, let's get into it, the week that was, and we'll start out with Arca Menard Series, the Suchi Fast Track 150 at Kansas. I was on the property there with the Motor Racing Network, and we had a first-time winner in Connor Mosack driving the Joe Gibbs Racing number 18. It's been a long time coming for him as a driver that's made some starts here and there. He's had some opportunities to win. Things just didn't work out, but... Uh, if you're going to win one, Kyle, in dominating fashion is what Connor did because he led 64 yeah. laps and lapped everybody up to second place in that victory. Yeah. I was going to say just about lap the field. It would have been amazing, though, to see what Jesse Love would have had for him if it wasn't for his early race trouble and then see if Jesse had what it, you know, what he needed to get win number 10. But uh, congratulations to to Connor. A great run there. Uh, also a great run for Tony Breidinger, getting on the podium for the first time uh, with a career best third. So good run for her. I know she uh, was just added, I think, to the entry list this weekend at the Bristol Motor Speedway for, for Thursday night's race. So, um, yeah, a lot of good performances. And uh, Jesse Love, I think, his worst finish of the year with that early race incident, but yet still has a, an incredible point lead of over 100 points. He does, but I know Jesse's a competitor. He wanted to win number 10. He wanted to get to double digits, two fingers, still two can. hands. But uh, he still can. That's right. He, he has an opportunity again here this weekend or on Thursday at Bristol uh, as they have a couple more races in the National Series schedule before they wrap up their season. Shout out to LeVar Scott, too. Went a lap down early, rallied all the way back to a fourth-place finish. And to uh, our guest of the week here this week, Carson Quapple made his debut for Pinnacle Racing Group. The third driver to make their debut and finish in the top two 
for that young race team. That says something, what Shane Huffman's got going on over there at Pinnacle Racing Group, finishing second. Maybe had a shot if we had a late caution, but Connor Mosack was gone. So congratulations to Connor, winner at Kansas. Uh, speaking of Jesse Love, Kyle, he did run in the Craftsman Truck Series race at Kansas just about an hour after the checkered flag fell for the ARCA race. A ninth-place finish with Tricon Garage. So far, so good. Two starts, two top tens, Kyle. I think uh, maybe some news could could break later this year. He could go full-time truck series racing. Yeah, no no doubt. He has what it takes. Uh, you know, he has the ability, obviously has the equipment with the, the first two events. Um, had the best seat in the house for all the action that happened in front of him as they raced three and four wide over the last couple laps of that race. He was kind of right in the middle of it uh, toward the back half of that lead pack. But uh, good run, stayed out of trouble. Uh, feels like he's adapting nicely to the to the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series in just two starts. Yeah, absolutely. We'll see what uh, is left on his slate. Now, going over to the Modifieds, we had another great race with the uh, Monadnock Speedways, the backdrop for that one with the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour. Justin Bonsignor dominated the race and really needed that one, Kyle, in terms of adding himself to that championship chatter when it comes to the end of the year, closing the gap again on Ron Silk. What did you think of uh, Bonsignor's win? It was dominant, but uh, I think a bigger story was the race within the race for the Granite State Cup and uh, Doug Kobe, an emotional uh, championship for that matter because Tommy Baldwin was in the house, first time we've seen him at the track since being diagnosed with cancer. Yeah, his cancer fight continues and, and is going well, apparently. He was at the racetrack, um, and you would if you didn't know that you know he was ill, you wouldn't have never known. Uh, you know, he was wrenching on the car, and, and, and you know, they ran well. They picked up the Grand State Championship, uh, which is, we should explain what this is to our viewers, a, a three-race series of the short tracks in New Hampshire, uh, Mananoc being the anchor of those racetracks, Claremont also, uh, I think, is a part of it. Uh, all the races in, in the Granite State, not at New Hampshire Motor Speedway. Uh, Doug did score the most points in those three events, so he is crowned the champion. Uh, it's a great promotion that Josh Veneta does, and I think this is year number three for that promotion to add a little uh, incentive for those northern New England racetracks and, and to attract more teams from southern New England. And they did just that. And uh, congratulations to Josh. And also on Josh's announcement that uh, he and his group will promote the Monadnock Speedway full time next year. And it will be back under the NASCAR sanction for the first time in, I believe, three seasons. So uh, a lot of a lot of things happened at Monadnock the other night. Uh, Ron Silk getting caught up in that big incident on the very first lap and that's where justin was able to gain a lot of those points back to to make it a really close championship battle here heading into the home stretch yeah absolutely so a lot going on at Manadnock. congratulations again to justin his fifth win at the racetrack puts him back in that championship title conversation uh let's go to the cars tour real quick brendan queen if you didn't get to see the highlights check it out on flow racing because Butterbean had her literally dead sideways at the finish for another Cars Tour thriller. It just seems like every week, Kyle, this the late model stock series puts on a heck of a show, and they did so again as he held off Ronnie Bassett Jr. out at New River this weekend. Fairly tame race um, until the last, what, five or six laps or so, and they really got going at it for the race lead, especially on the last lap. Um, I mean, Brendan Queen, he's been strong all year, uh, no matter where he races and and uh, was able to hold off Bassett there on the final lap and a great move coming to the checkered flag to pick up the win. 
So congratulations to Brennan Queen. Of course, Carson Quapel is still your Cars Tour points leader with five victories on the year. Now, speaking of victories and championships, let's give a quick shout out to Evan Schottko, who closed out a dominant Berlin Raceway championship run with a win and championship night over the weekend. Uh, Kyle, we talked about a lot of it, a lot about it this week or this this year, I should say. Berlin just continues to impress. And shout out to Jeff Striegel, the general manager over there, and our Motor Racing Network co anchor of Cup Series broadcast. Just every week they put on a heck of a show. I know he's a little down in the dumps because the season's over, but uh, for yeah. Evan Schottko to put a bow tie on that championship run, uh, pretty impressive what he's been able to do this year. That was strong from from opening day, their icebreaker event back in late April, I believe, is when they opened their season. He's been strong all summer. A great field of cars each and every week at Berlin Raceway whenever they, they run. Congratulations, like you mentioned, to Jeff Striegel. Uh, I know it was a, a very busy summer for Jeff, not only traveling with us on the road to all of our NASCAR Cup events, as the uh, as our anchor, uh, but also running Berlin Raceway in a season that saw the SRX series go there. All of his big midweek shows, the Super Modifieds were back there again for a second consecutive year. So a lot happened in a relatively short amount of time. And you think it's only the first week of September, and they've already buttoned up their season. But uh, congratulations to everybody involved in a what appears to be a very successful season at Berlin. Absolutely. Cannot wait already for 2024 up there in Michigan. Uh, before we get to our guest, Kyle, let's talk about Carson Quapel and the opportunity he has ahead with Spire Motorsports making his NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series debut at Bristol. Kind of fitting, right? A Quapel Craftsman Truck Series? I mean, suddenly I'm getting transported back to the mid early 2000s, but here we are, the next one to make their debut, and Carson's a wheelman when it comes to wheeling a late model. What do you think can he do in the truck here coming up on Thursday night? I give it a top five run. I mean, that Spire Motorsports truck, I know we talked about it last week, is strong everywhere it goes, and especially on the short tracks. Carson's a short tracker, uh, comes from a short track family. I think when I started with the network, I hate to say it, but like 20 years ago, uh, his his father, Travis, was on top of the world in the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series, winning a championship and uh, doing so well, winning so many events. So pretty cool to see the second generation or the next generation come up and uh going to shine bright in spotlight here at the Bristol Motor Speedway this week in the truck series. Well, I'll have to ask him about it because coming up next, we've got our interview uh, with Carson Quapu joined me on the phone earlier this afternoon. So we'll play that for you on the flip side of this break and we'll dive into everything Bristol, ARCA, and of course his late model stock season trying to go back to back in the Cars Late Model Stock Tour Championship. That's all coming up next here on the flip side of the break on NASCAR Coast to Coast presented by Whelan Engineering. Wheelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers and warning systems for the automotive, aviation and mass notification industries worldwide. Wheelan products are designed, sourced and manufactured in America and tested on site to meet the toughest industry standards. Wheelan Engineering, manufactured in America for over 70 years. We never left and we're here to stay. On the phone, it is the driver of the Spire Motorsports Chevrolet making his NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series debut this weekend at Bristol. It is Carson Quapel. Carson, what's up, man? It's a big week for you. I know it was a, really a big two weeks after making your Arkham Menard Series debut last week at Kansas. Let's talk about the truck opportunity. 
How did this all come to be? Obviously, you've been a part of the JRM stable and the late model stock, but when did the call come or when did the talk start to happen about running a truck here at Bristol? Uh, I mean, I'd say it, uh, it started probably about a month ago. Um, just trying to, kind of trying to figure out uh, what I can do to get some experience in upper level stuff uh, before next year. So running the late model, uh, get some wins and running really good this year and last year kind of, kind of got us to the point where it was uh, with junior motorsports. It kind of got to the point where it was uh, wanting to get me approved to run bigger tracks and uh, some experience with some, with some bigger cars. So uh, running the ARCA race, uh, fortunately went really well. Um, kind of got me acclimated to some bigger track type stuff uh, compared to what I'm used to late model wise and stuff like that. So that was a, that was a big, uh, big race for me. Oh, I feel like I learned a lot. And then, uh, to have the shop drive this fire number seven has been, uh, been, just been really awesome. And, uh, I can't wait till we, till we get on track and hopefully we hope we're contender for a win, but, um, at least just want to uh, finish all the laps and get some good experience in. Before we talk Bristol, let's talk Kansas with the Arkham Menard Series program. Obviously, jumping into an ARCA car, you're, there's not really a big opportunity to learn prior to as far as sim and things like that. So what was the biggest adjustment coming from a late model stock to an ARCA car? Yeah, I mean, I'd say uh, driving-wise, they weren't, they weren't completely different by any means. Um, just in, The difference was just the speed. Uh, the biggest place we run these late models are... Uh, Probably, probably about a five-eighths mile. Probably, but probably Wilkesboro is probably the biggest place we we go. So, um, going to a mile and a half with a uh, with a something like a late model was quite <laughs> quite the eye opener yeah. for me, I guess. Um, being on the radial tire was different too, but mainly just the speed and the size. And but in the race, especially, it was really aero dependent. Um, something that we feel in the late models at most tracks, but is never really a huge thing. Whereas the ARCA car, when you're going so fast like that, it's just air is huge. So um, I feel like I learned a bunch about how to race with air, and uh, I'm I'm hoping to get some more opportunities to run some more big track stuff like that. But uh, I thought it went really well, and finishing second, uh, anything was too. Kyle good. Larson brings his Chevy four tires to Noco Racing Fuel. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Money's not here for Ryan Blaney. Four tires with Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak. Yeah, not bad at all for sure. Now, I know going into that, you know, drivers have different expectations. I would say you probably at least met, if not exceed those, exceeded those expectations. But what was it like working with, you know, the Huffman and, and the Pinnacle Racing Group? Because it seems like anybody who's hopped in the behind the wheel of that car has been really good this year for a first-time team. Yeah, working with Shane and all the guys over there is, was really awesome. Uh, some really good guys, real short track racers. So uh, to be able to be with those guys and have the have the speed we had was uh, it was pretty cool. Um, I thought we I thought we fired off in practice uh, really fast for a team that uh, has actually never been to a mile and a half. So uh, fortunately, Shane worked in the past. Uh, I think won a race there before in an ARCA car. So 
um, having his experience really helped and I could lean on him and uh, lean on a few other people that knew a lot more about that type of racing than me. But uh, yeah, those guys, they, they prepare really good cars uh, each week. And I think uh, the few drivers that they have are pretty good. So uh, I think, I think they get good uh, feedback, I guess you could say from, from Ben house and village. So, uh it's a it's a well-organized team and uh they're gonna they're gonna have great success for sure in the future so a big two weeks but leading into this kind of month it's been a a busy time in the in the cars late mile stock tour obviously um defending champion you're leading the points again with several wins this year how would you assess your your late model season up to this point uh, as you contend to go back to back yeah, I would say so far, I mean, I mean, really, I think we've exceeded uh, our, I guess, exceeded last year's results in a way. Um, going into this season, uh, from last season, really, obviously, I want to defend, defend the championship, and I think we're doing a, doing a pretty good job as a team doing that. But I also, uh, one of the, just one of those things I wanted to do was win, win more races than I did last year. And uh, so far, we've we've exceeded that already by one. So uh, so far, the season's been good. I'm happy. We've been we've been having good consistent finishes like normal. But uh, so far, we've got five wins and I think four poles. So we've we've been having a really good year and uh, looking to close out the season. And hopefully, from uh, here on out, we have some good good finishes and obviously a few more wins. And those are some impressive stats, especially because I feel like even between last year and this year, the level of competition uh, in the Cars Tour has just risen. What is it like now to run the Cars Tour schedule and just the heightened level of not only eyeballs on the sport because of the new ownership group and things like that, but just the level of competition this year just to seem at a, it seems to be at an all-time high? Yeah, you're right for sure there. Um, I mean, to me, the Cars Tour last year, the year before, for, for a few years now, to me, it's been the most competitive, uh, especially around uh, the East Coast uh, touring series there is. Just the the amount of cars you get, I think the lowest we've had is 20 so far this season, and um, there's at least 10, maybe 15 guys that you can count in to win win each week, so um it's definitely the hardest series i've been a part of uh so competitive and the teams around around us are just uh there, there's nothing left to get on, on uh on equipment or anything like that so uh once you once you get the car right which everybody's is it kind of all comes down to uh, the whole team really um i mean you can't you can you can have a driver and, and win but really to win in the cars tour at least consistently you need to have a, a whole team that's legit and they can uh, do it week to week. So I think it, I think it's a, I think it's really awesome uh, series and it's only going to get tougher though, for the uh, next few years, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. And now a couple of years into the JRM program, Carson, just how much have you learned from Dale, the support he's given you and, and Kelly and everybody over there, LW, but also the fact that, you know, you're kind of the next guy if you look at what Josh Berry's been able to do, and now he's going to go cup racing next year, um, how special is it to be kind of that next group or that next guy that's going to go through the program? And obviously now with running a truck and, and the sky's the limit for next year, um, how important is that to kind of be with that group and to have that foundation? Yeah, it's, it's really, really huge. Um, I mean, coming from my dad's 
Super Late Model team uh, with with really no hired help. Coming from that to JRM was a big step up, really, for me on and off the track. I had to learn a, a lot of things, and feel like I'm kind of I'm kind of now I've gotten to the point where I feel settled into this place and uh, pretty well acclimated and comfortable. But yeah, I mean it's it's super exciting uh, seeing what Josh was able to do with his career and um, seeing where he came from. It, pretty cool really yeah that's someone you you want to root for whenever you're you were in the same boat or you are in the same boat as he was at one time so um seeing josh's success has been uh it's been really good for the team and i think it's been good for uh my career in the future just kind of kind of showing everybody that the the late model guy can can come in there and win races and get moved up pretty quick so um, hopefully, obviously, hopefully that's the uh, the same route I'm on, which uh, that would be awesome. But right now, I'm I'm happy running these late models. These things are fun, but uh, also super excited to, to get into HenderCars.com seven this weekend. Yeah, so far so good as far as your career for sure. All right, let's uh, let's talk about Bristol. Uh, not only Bristol is a special place, but I know it's a special place for for the Quapple name, right? Like your dad was, was a part of many great races there. How important, I guess, or was it more coincidental that you're going to make your debut there, uh, knowing the history that your family has there? Yeah, it's actually, it's actually pretty funny. Uh, pretty cool. Really. Uh, I think 20 years ago, uh, my dad won the truck series race, uh, there. So, uh, that, I mean, that's just, that's just kind of cool. Um, obviously, didn't plan for that or anything, but, uh, I mean, I'm going to lean on him a bunch for sure. Uh, sure there's, there's already been a bunch of people I've leaned on for some advice and stuff like that, but he's going to be one of those guys that's going to be there kind of at the racetrack the whole time. So, uh, that'll be pretty cool to have him there after uh, all the experience he has in these trucks, even though they've changed a little bit over the years, it's, uh, still any experience, especially good experience that he had is better than none. So. I'll be leaning on him all all week all day probably. So, um, uh, hopefully, hopefully he can uh, guide me uh, to the front. Uh, I guess we'll set to see though. Yeah, absolutely. What kind of preparation do you do? I guess obviously now with the truck, there's some sim opportunities and things like that. But what have you been doing as far as the work behind the scenes uh, as you get set to head down there this weekend? Yeah, uh, like you said, the the sim things, the sim work is probably the biggest thing. Uh, fortunately, I'm, I'm able to go to the GM Tech Center in uh, Concord to get on the get on the simulator there. And uh, me, Andrew, and Bono have gotten uh, two sessions in, so okay. I feel like I've gotten a solid amount of laps. Really, we've uh, we've tried some stuff, um, made some changes to the truck, and uh, mainly just obviously focused on getting me up to speed and uh, getting me laps just to figure the place out before we go there uh, Thursday. So I think, uh, I think that sim works really, really, really a, a big help considering there's not a lot of practice nowadays for the races. So I think we get 35 minutes or something like that put into two groups. So to be able to be on the sim for uh, a handful of hours is just kind of gets you up to speed whenever you get to the track right away. So uh, I just can't thank those guys enough for getting me time on that, on the rig and, uh, getting me prepared for this race. Expectations for Thursday? Do you set any, or do you mainly just focus on just kind of one session at a time? Honestly, I, I honestly I don't know. I mean, I I don't really have expectations. 
Um, I mean, obviously, I know that the truck and uh, the, that whole team—they're they're really smart and they've won races uh, in the past and even this season. So um, I I know that the truck's going to be good. I think it's just going to come down to to me trying to figure it out in the short amount of time. And uh, I don't know. I mean, you, you never know. I mean, all those guys in the truck series, it's really competitive. Um, a lot of guys that are that are really fast with some really good teams. So uh, I can't expect too much, but uh, as long as as long as I don't as, I, as long as I don't completely mess it up, I think we'll uh, come out of there with a decent finish and uh, a lot of valuable experience gained. Absolutely. Now, before we let you go, I know this is uh, a lot going on the last couple of weeks and and looking toward the future. Um, what kind of doors does this potentially open as far as 2024 looks like? Do you kind of know at least an outline what you want to do or what's, what's I guess, on the table already or maybe in the works or, or not yet? I mean, honestly, it's just kind of uh, week by week, really, or month by month, whatever you want to say. Um, I'm just running these late models here with JRM, so uh, that kind of keeps me busy, but I don't. I don't know. I mean, you never know. It's it's always it's, it's always changing. So, sure. um, I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm happy to get this far. Honestly, uh, obviously next year I'd like to keep running the late model, um, but maybe even get a a, a few uh, a few more truck starts or Xfinity starts, Arca starts, really anything to give me some more laps in the upper series. So, I don't know. I guess I guess we'll just have to see what next season brings, but. Um, we're super excited for this weekend and just can't thank everybody enough, everyone in Junior Motorsports, uh, Dale, Kelly, LW. Um, just this opportunity is awesome and I can't thank, I can't thank all the Spider guys for working with me enough. Um, Andrew, Bono, Grichi, all the guys at the shop. I'm, I'm really excited to, to go trucking with them this, this uh, week and uh, hopefully, hopefully we come out of there with a pretty good finish. Well, we can't wait to watch. Of course, that race will also be on the airwaves of MRN. And uh, wish you the best, Carson. It's pretty cool to see a, a Millbridge kid from just up the road here get to make a National Series debut. So wishing the best for you. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. You got it. That's Carson Guapo going to make his Truck Series debut again for Spire Motorsports coming up on Thursday night at Bristol Motor Speedway. Coming up next, the calendar and some news and notes before we let you go here on NASCAR Coast to Coast, presented by Whelan Engineering. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers and warning systems for the automotive, aviation and mass notification industries worldwide. Whelan products are designed, sourced and manufactured in America and tested on site to meet the toughest industry standards. Whelan Engineering, manufactured in America for over 70 years. We never left and we're here to stay. conversation certainly best of luck and like kyle said i think a top five is certainly doable that truck's ran so well no matter who's been in it obviously it's been to victory lane before but kyle you look at what lane riggs did another short track racer uh earlier this year at at irp i mean he's got an opportunity to make some noise here absolutely uh absolutely a huge opportunity in front of a lot of people obviously it's a big weekend here at the bristol motor speedway everybody's in town and 
and no doubt everybody will have their eyes on him, especially because, you know, his last name is Quaffle, and that family has found so much success uh, in this, this series in the past. And, uh, you know, in short track racing down here in the South over the last several years. Of course, you can hear, I'm sure, from Carson Quapel on the pre-race show for the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series event on the Motor Racing Network. 8.30 p.m. Eastern time is the airtime for that race. All right, some news and notes really quick before we get to uh, the race schedule this weekend. Uh, the NASCAR Advanced Auto Parts Weekly National Championship coming down to the wire. And I think, Kyle, you now granted... We saw a little bit of a delay last year, but I don't think it's as tight as it was. Connor Hall, who grabbed his 14th win of the year at Langley over the weekend, I think he's got another couple in other other racetracks, of course, a Cars Tour win as well. I think it's all but his, but safe to say, I guess Doug Barnes is still there in second, but what do you think about the title race? Yeah, I think Connor Hall's got it clinched. I, I think you're right in that assessment. Um I feel like those the the champions that we have seen in the Advanced Auto Parts Weekly Series have come from this region of the country, the Virginia region. Uh, the last several years, they've obviously had great car counts and good weather. You know, you need to get a certain amount of events in to even have a shot at this championship. And and with uh, so many rainouts across the country this year, it's been hard. But uh, they've been good with the weather, and then they've been good with car count, which is key to winning these championships. And obviously, he's been up front for what, 14 races, 14 wins, or 15 wins already this season. So uh, he'll make a great national champion. Can't wait to talk with him once it is uh, official. Yep, that should be announced in a couple of weeks' time as we get to the end of the season. A uh, little rapid fire here, K-Rick. A little reaction time for you. Sprung this one on you. A little bit of a surprise here. Uh, first thoughts, Dale Jr. at Bristol. First time since 2017 he's been there. What, do you, what are the expectations for Jr. making his return to the Xfinity Series? Well, I think they're always going to be for him to win. I think the realistic expectations are to finish on the lead lap. Maybe. I mean, I think that would be at Bristol for an Xfinity race. What are the 250 laps? 12th, 13th. I mean, you know, I mean, he's not in a car much. He doesn't have the reps that he once had. You mentioned it's been what, six years. So um, I think, you know, top 10 would be great. I think that would be a win, but uh, I think a lead lap finish for Dale jr. Come Friday night would be would be a, a, I think a successful one event for this year. That's fair. Two, especially other tracks like Martinsville. I mean, Bristol's a little bit more physically taxing. Obviously, things happen so quickly; it's fast. So, uh, rooting for Dale Jr. Though, really cool to see him behind the wheel of the '88 Hellman Chevrolet yep. coming up this weekend. All right, your reaction to post Kansas: Kyle Larson and Chase Elliott contact on pit road. Elliott door slams him. Apparently, it's a non-issue. When does Hendrick Motorsports step, step in, or should they, Kyle? What do you think? I think they've already stepped in. Uh, I think when everything went the way it did on Monday morning uh, on the social medias, uh, I'm I'm assuming they stepped in. I, I heard Chase in an interview earlier this week say it's a non-issue. I think Kyle would probably say the same. Uh, they, uh, they're apparently really close. I, I don't know. You would never know that. It doesn't seem like that, afternoon. Kyle. It doesn't seem like that, though. It it doesn't. You would never guess that on Sunday. Um, but you know, I don't know. I think Chase is frustrated. You know, he, obviously he's he's here for the last ten weeks of the season with you know just one thing in mind, and that's winning races. And and that's been hard for that team to do this year. There's really no other incentive while everybody else is you know at least you know Kyle looking for that second championship. So I'm I'm sure Chase is frustrated and Kyle's equally as frustrated because, you know, Chase is in that position and putting him in a, in a bad position. 
Final rapid-fire question for Kyle. This week, Noah Gregson was reinstated by NASCAR to resume to NASCAR-related or sanctioned activities. Obviously, maybe not going to quickly jump into a cup car, but will we see him before the end of the year? I don't think so. Well, maybe. I, you know, the silly season begins or has begun, uh, but you see drivers getting comfortable with new rides for, for 2024. I don't know what's open, though. And, and this is a conversation I was having with somebody earlier today in the airport, just trying to figure out where he may end up, what series he may end up in. I personally think he'll probably be in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. I don't want to guess where he may end up. I think there's a seat or two open, but I don't think we'll see him this year. All right. There's still and the eight cart junior motorsports comes to mind, but we'll see what happens. That's no, uh, that's one that comes to mind as well. <laughs> Noah, I think uh, it could be planning on maybe running some late mall races and things like that. Wants to get back in the seat, but uh, at least for Noah, the first box is checked and is getting reinstated by NASCAR. And a shout out to Ryan Vargas, by the way, announced this week, a, a former grassroots racer, NASCAR roots racer in the late models, and he's been part time the Xfinity and Truck Series. He's going to run the NASCAR Wheeling Euro Series all the way in Germany in a couple weeks, and then the next day come back yep. and run Talladega in the Craftsman Truck Series. Kyle, I've heard of the double, right? You have the Indy 500, the Coke 600. We've had drivers doing double duty at the same racetrack with different series, but has anybody done the cross-the-pond double uh, the same race weekend? I don't think so. I don't I don't think so. Um, I know Myatt Snyder has run over there but solely over there. And Julia Landauer has run over there, but solely over there. I right. don't think anybody has done uh, an American national series and the NASCAR wheel and Euro series within just a couple of days of each other. I love Ryan. I've known Ryan forever when he was racing out at the Las Vegas Bullring weekly. Uh, that's where I met him at the Las Vegas motor speedway. He would always make himself available, just trying to work his way into the garage about a decade or so ago. And he's done a nice job of that. And uh, congratulations to Ryan on being able to put not one, but two pretty good deals together here uh, later this month. Yeah, he worked so hard behind the scenes to put rides and opportunities together. Yep. I'm glad something came together for him. It's pretty cool, too, to get to say you ran a stock car over in Germany and then come back and go run Talladega. Two completely different racetracks, yeah. by the way, in terms of the style and the cars. So it'll be fun to watch. Again, that's September 23rd and 24th when Vargas makes the double. All right, a couple big races coming up, Kyle, before we let our viewers go. The ARCA East finale is in your neck of the woods at Bristol Motor Speedway Thursday night, part of the doubleheader with the Craftsman Truck Series. It's down to two drivers, William Swalich and Luke Fenhouse. Who do you have coming up, not only yep. with the sword, but with the championship in the Arca East? Oh, boy. Um, I know. I'm putting you on the spot. That's a good question. I, I, I like I like William. I, you know, I mean, he's had good consistency all year in the season's first seven events. He's running for Joe Gibbs Racing. They are great at the Bristol Motor Speedway. Uh, they've always had speed there, no matter what division, the trucks, the Xfinity, the Cup Series, and, and here in the Arca Menard Series, they've run well the last couple of years as well so i you know it's hard to it's hard not to pick william for the championship i think jesse love gets win number 10 though in the overall big picture scheme of things uh when the checker flag flies on thursday night at thunder valley all right interesting but you're right yep. about jgr sammy smith picked up the win last year on his way to the title yep. or clinching the title so uh that car can get it done but of course sean hingarani landon lewis a couple arca west drivers are entered in this one with 32 cars in total so should be a great race again you can hear that on the motor racing network and its affiliates nationwide 6 p.m eastern time on thursday so hopefully right after you listen to this episode just 
twist us on and go hear Kyle, Ricky, Dylan Welch, and the rest of the crew down there from Bristol. NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour, Kyle, again, back-to-back-to-back, it feels like. They're back in action Saturday afternoon, 4.30 p.m. Eastern time, the third time in the final time that we'll visit Riverhead Raceway up in Long Island this year. Uh, There's certainly a lot of favorites. Obviously, Austin Beers has ran well there before. Um, But what do you think with the championship now coming down to the line? And, of course, this is a race that honors former track owner Eddie Partridge with the Eddie Partridge 256. I like Justin Bonsignor. Uh, he's got momentum on his side right now, coming off a win at a kind of similar racetrack, another quarter-mile oval with a little bit more banking last weekend at the Monadnock Speedway. Uh, Justin obviously grew up at Riverhead Raceway on Long Island, has double-digit wins there on the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour, won earlier this year. I think uh, he's going to close even more on Ronnie Silk in a run for that championship this weekend. All right, Saturday again, 4.30 Eastern, and then the ASA Stars National Tour takes uh, a return trip, I guess, to Toledo for the first time since 2003, but the series has been off for quite some time. Ty Majeski's your point leader over Cole Butcher. Those two are entered. Jesse Love is also entered, and he finished second in the ARCA race at Toledo last year, so a lot of big names, including Bubba, Bubba Pollard are in it, Blake Rowe, uh, Gio Ruggiero, and Other local favorites are in it. Again, big money, national slate for the late, super late models out there at uh, the Glass City 200 at Toledo. Any other races we need to keep our eyes on, Kyle? I have championship at Thunder Road is coming up on Friday. Also, championship night at Hickory on Saturday. Yeah, Thunder Road, Hickory, they wrap up uh, this coming week. Uh, Let's see here. The, The Thompson Speedway in Connecticut, they were supposed to run this week. They were rained out, of course. I think, uh, let's see, Stafford Speedway next week with the fall final. So, yeah, there's some big events coming up. I know things are beginning to button up on the West Coast as well uh, with Las Vegas Bullring and the, their final stretch of the season after taking a bit of a break in the month of August to kind of beat the 110-degree uh, the heat that's usually out there that time of year. So a lot of uh, short tracks across the country wrapping up their 2023 seasons and look forward to talking to some of the champions here here in the upcoming uh, weeks of the show. I know. It's going to be championship time before you know it. Also, Smart yep. Tour is in action on Sunday if you like Modifieds out there at Lonesome Pine. All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of NASCAR Coast to Coast presented by Wheel and Engineering and our guest, Carson Quapelbeck. Best of luck to you tonight at Bristol. Kyle Ricky, our uh, fabulous turn announcers about to get it done in the booth here at Bristol with Dylan Welch. Don't have too much fun. Send me some Snapchat filters, though, because uh-huh. for those of you who don't know, ask me about that later when you see me. Uh, for our producer, Pat Jaggerzo, my name's Chris Wilner. Thanks so much for tuning in to Coast to Coast, presented by Wheelin Engineering. On the road and in the air and around the world, Wheelin is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. 6 p.m. Eastern on MRN, it's the Arkham Menard Series in Arca East. 8.30 p.m. airtime, NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series playoff racing from Bristol. We'll have it all for you on MRN. Enjoy your weekend of racing, and we'll talk about it all next week. The NASCAR season is here and Toyota Racing is looking for clashers. Did you clash at the Coliseum with your favorite Toyota drivers? Clashing with the HOA who won't let you carve bell number 20 into your lawn. Or maybe your Tyler Reddick shirt clashed with your pants while meeting the in-laws. If you're a clasher, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing Inc.